evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 349. Thy will, Almighty Father, thine, and thine alone be ever done. For thou art life and truth and love, the great, eternal, holy one. Hymn number 349. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is, Thy Will Be Done. And the readings will now be given by Elizabeth from Georgia. The Bible. Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Jonah. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. 
But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind unto the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid, and cried every man unto his God, and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us, that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, Come, and let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation, and whence comest thou? What is thy country, and of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am an Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought, and was tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up, and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. So they took up Jonah, and cast him forth into the sea. And the sea ceased from her raging. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hadst cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas. Yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. 
So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Romans And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Ephesians Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Divine mind rightly demands man's entire obedience affection, and strength. No reservation is made for any lesser loyalty. Obedience to truth gives man power and strength. Submission to error superinduces loss of power. In patient obedience to a patient God, let us labor to dissolve with the universal solvent of love, the adamant of error, self-will, self-justification, and self-love, which wars against spirituality and is the law of sin and death. Obedience to material law prevents full obedience to spiritual law, the law which overcomes material conditions and puts matter under the feet of mind. Will the motive power of error, mortal belief, animal power, the might and wisdom of God. For this is the will of God, 1 Thessalonians 4, 3. Will as a quality of so-called mortal mind is a wrongdoer. Hence it should not be confounded with the term as applied to mind or to one of God's qualities. Human will must be subjugated. We cannot obey both God, good, and evil. In other words, the material senses, false suggestions, self-will, selfish motives, and human policy. The guerdon of meritorious faith or trustworthiness rests on being willing to work alone with God and for him willing to suffer patiently for error until all error is destroyed and his rod and his staff comfort you. This is the law of truth to error. Thou shalt surely die. This law is a divine energy. Mortals cannot prevent the fulfillment of this law. It covers all sin and its effects. God is all, and by the virtue of this nature and allness, he is cognizant only of good. Like a legislative bill that governs millions of mortals, whom the legislators know not, the universal law of God has no knowledge of evil and enters unconsciously the human heart and governs it. Mortals have only to submit to the law of God, 
come into sympathy with it and to let his will be done. This unbroken motion of the law of divine love gives to the weary and heavy laden rest. But who is willing to do his will or to let it be done? Mortals obey their own wills and so disobey the divine order. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. He who knows God's will or the demands of divine science and obeys them incurs the hostility of envy. And he who refuses obedience to God is chastened by love. Obedience is the offspring of love, and love is the principle of unity, the basis of all right thinking and acting. It fulfills the law. We see eye to eye and know as we are known. Reciprocate kindness and work wisely in proportion as we love. God is the fountain of light and he illumines one's way when one is obedient. The disobedient make their moves before God makes his, or make them too late to follow him. Be sure that God directs your way, then hasten to follow under every circumstance. Each student should, must, work out his own problem of being. Conscious, meanwhile, that God worketh with him, and that he needs no personal aid. It is the genius of Christian science to demonstrate good, not evil, harmony, not discord. For science is the mandate of truth, which destroys all error. God is responsible for the mission of those whom he has anointed. Those who know no will but his take his hand, and from the night he leads to light. None can say unto him, What doest thou? It is only by praying, watching, and working for the kingdom of heaven within us and upon earth that we enter the straight and narrow way, whereof our Master said, And few there be that find it. The highest and sweetest rest, even from a human standpoint, is in holy work. Tireless being, patient of man's procrastination, affords him fresh opportunities every hour. But if science makes a more spiritual demand, bidding man go up higher, he is impatient perhaps, or doubts the feasibility of the demand. But let us work more earnestly in his vineyard and according to the model on the mount, bearing the cross meekly along the rugged way, into the wilderness, up the steep ascent, onto heaven, making our words golden rays in the sunlight of our deeds. And these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Loyal Christian scientists, 
Be of good cheer. The night is far spent. The day dawns. God's universal kingdom will appear. Love will reign in every heart. And his will be done on earth as in heaven. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Please introduce the next hymn. Hymn 136. I love thy way of freedom, Lord. To serve thee is my choice. In thy clear light of truth I rise. And listening for thy voice, I hear thy promise, old and new, that bids all fear to cease. My presence still shall go with thee, and I will give thee peace. Hymn number 136.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, December 1st, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. We are happy to say that we have members and regular participants at our church services from all around the United States and the world. Our website, plainfieldcs.com, has an extensive collection of the finest Christian science literature to read, read, study, and listen to. And we have several websites in a number of different languages, so people from all over the world can find the healing and protecting message of Christian science that this church provides in their own language. <clears throat> so be sure to look through our websites. They are all free. <clears throat> our next Bible study is the Saturday after next, December 11th at 10 o'clock in the morning. The questions will be posted on the website shortly under the This Week's Lesson tab. So keep an eye out for the questions and be sure to join us on Saturday, December 11th at 10 a.m. And remember our church's page a day and statement a day desk calendar for 2022. Each page has a helpful statement surprisingly appropriate for the day. You can order from our church website or by mailing a check to the church. The price is $15, including postage, for the first calendar and $12 for each additional calendar ma mailed to the same address at the same time. <clears throat> Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. These are wonderful discussions that help us to broaden our understanding of Christian science and to better understand how to live this science in our daily lives. We've been told that there are things spoken at our roundtables that you just don't hear anywhere else. So be sure to join us every Saturday, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the roundtable, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to tune in to both of these, the roundtable at 10 and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students call in on the telephone from out of state. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, call the church to get the phone number and they can attend by telephone too. We'll be very happy to welcome your children. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. 
I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. <clears throat> For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Wendy, Georgia. Wendy from Georgia, go ahead please. Good evening, and thank you for this lovely testimony meeting tonight. Last month, I went in for a routine mammogram. A few days later, I received a call from the clinic requesting that I come back in for some additional imaging due to an area of concern. I immediately denounced any false claims of matter and rebuked any fear that tried to creep into my thinking. I also called my practitioner in this church and asked for her prayerful support. In addition, I decided to see this as a blessing, an opportunity to demonstrate God's love and perfection and protection. I found two wonderful articles on the Plainfield website that were extremely helpful to me. Perfect Love Casteth Out Fear by Reverend G.A. Kratzer and Body by Martha Wilcox. Do not fear anything that your present body seems to be doing. Every cell, fiber, tissue, gland, organ, or muscle of the human body exists right now in the one mind as idea, and each idea is proclaiming I am reflecting God. I am expressing God. Every cell and fiber of my being is expressing the sovereignty of God. Yesterday, prior to my follow-up appointment, I called my practitioner again. She recommended that I focus on the scientific statement of being, which states that there's no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. I arrived for my appointment, and while sitting in the waiting room, I was so grateful to have access to the Plainfield website on my cell phone. I immediately pulled up the publications link and clicked on the Love is a Liberator magazine link. There I found the July 2021 issue, which is entitled Be Not Afraid. I proceeded to read every one of the inspirational and healing articles it contained. It was a huge help in keeping my thought clear. I am so grateful to everyone who contributed to it. The story of Daniel and the lion's den in particular helped me to remember that in the presence of lions, he turned his back on them and kept his face toward God. When the technician was ready for me, she called me back and insisted on showing me the original image 
that was taken a few weeks prior, pointing out her area of concern. I kept my mind focused on being God's perfect child and knowing that there's not a spot where God is not. I was not impressed with the image she shared, and I did not take it into my thoughts. She took three additional images and asked me to return to the waiting room until the doctor could review them. While waiting, I continued reading inspiring articles on the Plainfield website. When she came to get me, she asked me to step into a small private room so she could share the results with me. She shut the door, turned to me, and said, You're all clear. The doctor reviewed the new images, and what appeared on the previous images is no longer there. You are good to go. I smiled and immediately began thanking God for his love and protection. I also called my practitioner to thank her and to share the wonderful news. I'm so grateful for this church and this healing sign. Thank you. Thank you. Luann from New York. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be given the lessons that help me to know and understand God better. Without Christian science, my world was a train wreck. Truly a jumbled mess of begging for help, being a victim, and screaming in anger over every injustice. I couldn't see good anywhere. I was too busy mistrusting and projecting and assuming the worst in people. Christian science has helped me to see the good and to pray rightly for those who cannot see it yet. It has made a great deal of difference in my everyday living and interaction with other, other people. <clears throat> and it has brought joy and peace to my heart. Mrs. Eddy says that man's extremity is God's opportunity. I'm so thankful for my practitioner's help that has freed me from the sufferings of mortal mind, teaching me to trust, to be patient, and to find my strength in God good, to put off the old man, and to be grateful for all I've been given, to humble myself and know that it is God who does the work. I have found that this new world is full of many joyous moments, that are there to be cherished and grateful for. Every day there is something beautiful happening. It makes me smile to know that God is there. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to testify to the healing power of divine love. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy, Texas. Nancy from Texas. Go ahead, please. Thank you so much for the music and readings this evening. I want to um, mention something that uh, there's a quote in our weekly Bible lesson in Science and Health. I won't read the whole thing, but it starts out, the relations of God and man, divine principle and idea, are indestructible in science. And it goes on from that. Well, that was in a lesson many years ago, and I was studying my Bible lesson that week, and it stuck out to me, and I decided one morning before I went to work to study and memorize that particular quote. So I did. I spent about 15 minutes and went over it thoroughly, and I had it in my head. Then I went to work. Well, I had a little sports car at the time, and I was driving on an off-ramp of a freeway in Dallas, Texas, and there was a bug inside my car. So I rolled my window down slightly and pushed on the bug to get him out of the car. Well, obviously I took my eyes off the road 
and my car jumped the curb onto the median, and this is on an off-ramp. I'm doing about 60 miles an hour. I was headed straight for the concrete wall of the highway overpass when all of a sudden the steering wheel was jerked right out of my hands and the car was steered back onto the road and missed the concrete wall in a, by a split second. I did not have control of the car myself. Only God could have done that. And I've always been so grateful. And what happened was I pulled on over and um, parked in a spot where I was safe. And I just thank God so much that he told me earlier that evening or morning to memorize this quote. And so I just sat there for about 10 minutes and I went over it in my head and I wasn't the least bit um, nervous or making a reality out of the whole thing and everything was just fine. And I'm so grateful to be a member of this church now. Y'all are great. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. <clears throat> I am very grateful to be a member of this church and to be here tonight. Recently, I have been thinking of the book of John, chapter 6, verses 28 and 29, since we had these in the lesson a few weeks ago. Jesus was asked the question, what shall we do that we might do the works of God, that we might work the works of God? And he answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. Certainly I know he meant that we are to believe in and understand what Christ Jesus himself said and did. But lately I've also been feeling that he is saying that in order for us to do this work well, we are to believe in our own God-given ability to do this work that God is specifically giving each one of us to do. Having doubt at any stage of the process is ultimately doubting God, and I definitely don't want to do that ever. So I am working to really take all of this in and never doubt that God sent me here and gives me my own work to do and gives me the ability to do that work. My practitioner has told me before to work to see that I am a child of God, made in his image and likeness. And I have to admit, for, for a long time I had a hard time seeing that. But lately, I feel closer to this, prompted further by not wanting to doubt God, and it is giving me much comfort and joy. Everything I'm learning in Plainfield is helping me to live Christian science and do this work better each day. So I just want to say how grateful I am for this church, for practitioner support, and for everything I've learned here that's helped me to find my joy, my place, and my purpose. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy, New Jersey. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you for the service this evening, for the readings, the music, and all the testimonies so far. I wanted to express my gratitude for all of the teachings and the instructions that we receive through every aspect of this church, our roundtables, our Bible studies, and our services on Wednesdays and Sundays. Tonight I wanted to express, express my gratitude for the readings from a past Wednesday service about progress through persistence. Being persistent in the, in the truth is something that I have been working on, and those readings have been very helpful to me. 
I'm learning the importance of being consistent and persistent in the truth in both my study and application and daily life in learning about Christian science. That I cannot be knowing the truth one minute and then when a situation comes up or seems hard to allow myself to be thrown off and waver, but to know that the truth never changes. The following statement from Science and Health on page 245 was given to me by my practitioner to work with. Quote, man is not a pendulum swinging between evil and good, joy and sorrow, sickness and health, life and death. I have found this statement a very helpful reminder, and it encourages me to strive to be consistent and to keep on persisting in the truth no matter how long it may take, and that only by being persistent can I begin to make progress. We're taught here that persistence is a quality of God, and therefore a quality that we can all express. I'm so very grateful for these lessons that I'm learning in this church, and I'm so grateful for my practitioner's patience and strong support, and I'm so very grateful to God for Christian science for Christ Jesus, for Mary Baker Eddy, and I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. I would, would like to give my gratitude tonight for the hymns that Mary Baker Eddy wrote. In particular, there's hymn 256, there's a line in it, the third, the, almost to the last stanza. Father, where thine own children are, I love to be. I was talking to my practitioner about this line because when I first came to Plainfield, like nine years ago, I would work with this, and I was so happy to be coming to a place Father, where thine own children are. And then, just recently, uh, it was in a watch, this line, and also, it was our hymn, a hymn from last week. And then I was thinking, we could never be so far away, even on the other side of the world, and still not be with God's own children, where we love to be. I thank Mrs. Eddy, this is a beautiful hymn. Every time I read it, it just goes deeper and deeper into my heart. I thank Plainfield Church for all their teaching and for introducing and having all these hymns. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for our Wednesday testimony meetings and the inspiration that comes from them. One night, a testifier gave a testimony on how she had prayed for her mother who had had an, ax, uh, an injury and had a bruising from it and had worked with the synonyms of God and the bruising immediately dis, uh, left, disappeared. Uh, a day or two after that, I received a text from a family member and then asking how they were, they ended up sending me a picture 
of a sports injury they had had, sustained, and there was lots of bruising. But right away that testimony came to my mind, and I found it very strengthening, and remembering her experience, and that nobody can fall out of God's care. And I remembered how she had gone through the synonyms. The next morning I mentioned this injury to my practitioner. A day or so later, I checked on how this family member was doing. He had mentioned he had gone to the doctor and actually got a little bit of a reaction for uh, the, how it looked, that they were a little shocked by it, but they couldn't find anything serious wrong, and he wasn't, there was nothing, no interventions were needed. And he said this shortly after that, the bruising just vanished, just disappeared. And all of this occurred after the situation uh, was brought to light and there was prayer done. So I know that that's the only thing that um, this was the reason why he had such a quick healing was the prayer. And I'm so grateful for that. And I was so grateful to have that testimony to have in mind immediately when I was uh, given this uh, picture on my phone. But I'm very grateful for this healing-based church and all that it has to offer to teach us through Mrs. Eddy's writings, How Christ Jesus Healed. And I'm very grateful for all I'm learning and my practitioner's instruction and prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Patricia, Canada. Patricia from Canada. Go ahead, please. Well, I just wanted, first of all, to say thank you so much for those readings. And the story about Jonah cast into the sea reminded me of many years ago when I was traveling in Mexico with my sister, who is an atheist, but she confirms this testimony whenever I tell it. Her husband, who we were traveling with, Raphael, his doctors had told him to stay out of the sun. And... My sister and I had loved swimming in those days, and due to Raphael's condition, we never did have the opportunity to go swimming. That was one of the things that we'd really hoped for in Mexico. Finally, with only a few days left in the journey and knowing we'd be in Acapulco then, my sister and I had put on our swimsuits under our clothes with high hopes. Seated in a restaurant, Raphael, who was extremely sociable, was just in his glory chatting with newfound friends. And Tracy and I knew that he would be for hours there, so quite happily. So we gave a knowing glance to each other, and we ran for the water. And I hope you can understand this. Coming from Canada, the water was so enticing, so sparkling. The sun was so beautiful. We didn't happen to notice that there was no one on the beach. And we ran for the water. And it was rather shallow, actually, so we had to run out quite a distance until suddenly there was an undertow so strong that I saw my sister going down. I was being pulled under. I waved goodbye to her, but I still was smiling in hope. And I just loved how those readings said, the law of truth to error is, thou shalt surely die. So... I, I just didn't really entertain that idea, but the sand was so stirred up, I remember, that it was dark, and I really couldn't tell where the light was, which, which was up, which was down. 
But I remembered the words, I believe they're Jesus' words from the New Testament. Fear not, only believe, and be still, and know that I'm God. So I I was thinking about the word God being the abbreviation for the word good. And I just thought about God being light, that I could only go toward the light. My thoughts needed to go toward the light. And I must say how grateful I was that I just, I didn't fear, which I probably thought would have been unlike me in that situation, but I didn't. And all of a sudden, as I was thinking these thoughts, my my great yearning was not so much to be out of the water as to be close to God. And I was, it was as though I was spit out of the water high, and the water just stopped. And I looked over and I waved at my sister and smiled, and she and I ran out of the water as fast as we ran in, past an absolutely huge sign, much taller than I am, and it said, Peligrosa, 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 danger, 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 that we had missed completely. God's warning sign was there, but we didn't see it. So I'm so grateful, so grateful for life and everything that I'm learning in Christian science, and I appreciated those readings that reminded me of that. Thank you. Craig. Uh, thank, thank you, Jared, for the music, and thank Elizabeth for those readings. Thy will be done is a tremendous lesson that I think I've only learned in Christian science. Before coming to this church and learning this, I'm sure God was just sort of a myth to me. And when Christian science, God and Christ became real. Uh, now we're, in, we're around the holiday time, and, and never before did it really mean anything for about anything beside, uh, well, what am I going to get? But now it, I realize more. It's, it's not that it is so much about how much God has loved in the past, and his love doesn't change, so he loves us still. To provide help and Christly love and care and direction and instruction then and and now, and and it's so important that even though we weren't there, it's so important for us to remember that it was done for us also, and uh, and then for those in the future. So uh, in Matthew eighteen twenty, a petitioner had told me. When two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And, and it just puts everything together that, uh, you know, Christ was there then, Christ is working here right now, because we certainly are giving gratitude in his name, and gratitude for lessons learned, for understanding gained, for healings, for inspiration, and, uh, it just makes everything makes sense in Christian science and it feels like progress like people from way back when to now we we are blessed to be able to progress and not to just uh, say oh things in the past were it was some good things and that's happened but good is continuing and and with what Elizabeth said thy will be done 
we've learned that we need to go and find out what God wants us to do because we are his reflection and do it. And someone mentioned him 256. Well, the last verse said him, because as such a novice, I would have to sing it regularly in order to remember thy will be done. My prayer is some daily good to do to thine for thee, an offering pure of love whereto God leave me. And, and in Christian science, you learn to seek God's will, and then you'll have the ability to accomplish it. Jeremy says, you know, God gives him the ability to do whatever he needs to do. And it's, it is so, because he has a right, <clears throat> he has that prayer in him, thy will be done. I thank God for Mary Baker Eddy, who, who's made so many things through this church so clear, and our practitioners that are always there to help and keep us on the right path. Thank you. Thank you. Bruce. Some time ago, we had uh, instruction here in the church, and one of the things that our teacher taught us was to examine our thought and see whether or not it is selfish or depressed, in which case it would be like a sink. And the th bad thing about that is it sucks all the bad things into you, and you attract all of the things that really no good if your thought is that nature. Or the other one is, if you're joyous, grateful, and giving, then your thought is more like a fountain, in which case all of the fresh water is coming out and washes away everything else, and everything's beautiful. And uh, when I was thinking about that fountain side, it reminds me of something Mrs. Eddy said in Science and Health, where she talks about our God, who is the great heart of love, and it is a fountain that is pouring forth even more than what we can accept. And this instruction has helped me immensely because frequently, where there have been times when I've been feeling down, thinking about myself only, I thought about this fountain that is pouring forth more than what we can accept, and what's my relationship to that fountain? So it helped me turn things around because I figured if I'm feeling this way, maybe somebody else could use a little uplift, in which case I would look for someone else where I could bless, share a kind word, maybe even lend a helping hand, but in any event, do something good because that's all, after all, that's our purpose in this world is to be a reflection of God good Therefore, we're doing good. And almost always, I got to say, whatever it was I was feeling before melted away. And I often think back later, well, I don't know why I was thinking like that anyway in the first place. Well, there's no good reason for it anyway. So I'm thankful for the instruction here in this church, for God, Christian science, and learning how to stay close to him. Thank you. Michaela from Canada. Good evening. I am thankful for being mentally roused by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. In the watch on Tuesday last week, it said, 
that no worldly holiday traditions can distract anyone from having the joy and love that only God can bring. I like to spend my Christmas holidays quietly, no buying, no decorating, no stress. I used to be somewhat discontent with how the rest of the world spends this time. I would blame the world for being commercial about Christmas. Reading this watch, I realized that blaming others doesn't make me peaceful. Even if I read the book Christ and Christmas by Mary Baker Eddy, blaming others while going to the altar makes me a hypocrite. This was a humbling realization that I am most grateful for. I feel I found a new job as a security guard at the porter of my thinking for God's sake. To stop blaming, to stop blaming thoughts from entering my consciousness, not only regarding Christmas customs. I am not always successful in knowing that no one can be distracted from the joy and the love that only God can bring in any situation. But if I am successful, it gives me peace and helps me to see my fellow man in the light of God. Thank you to all the members and participants at Plainfield for all you do. Thank you also, of course, for all Mary Baker Eddy did and for Jesus Christ for having walked the way before us. Have a good night. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth, for the readings on God's will be done. This is something I learned a long time ago when I used to struggle so much. I'm sure I've given this testimony before or this increased awareness before, but this readings tonight did help me remember that. That I only want what God wants for me. I claim always that only what he wants for me will bless me. And so I wait. I learned to be calm when decisions are to be made. I used to worry about every decision, just struggling, struggling with it. But I found a wonderful way of dealing with any problem or any decision. Leave it with God. Leaving it with God meaning trusting it to God and stay calm, knowing that he will answer. If not right away, he will definitely answer. And he is never late. I learned that, for example, in Isaiah thirty twenty one, it says, Thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk in it. This I have found to be true, 
because all the time now, if I remain calm, wanting only what he wants for me, the answers do come. He does direct. And what he wants for me surely blesses. I am so grateful to learn this, so grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus, his own example, and all the apostles and the prophets and so on, all what they did, all showing me or showing us how to live our lives. It's very peaceful to know that God makes our decisions, not us. And when we allow that to happen, it surely is a much greater blessing. I'm grateful to be here tonight. Thanks for the testimonies, all attesting to the power and the supremacy of spirit. Grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Uh, read from the Church Website Bulletin Board, California. Thank you, God, Christ, Christ, Mary Baker Eddy, Plainfield Practitioners, and all those who share. Big love, hug, gratitude to be part of like-minded people. Thank you. Good morning and a beautiful day. Canada, I'm grateful to have found the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and for its teachings on how to stay close to God and showing us how we can apply the many spiritual truths from the Bible and from the writings of, Mary, of Mrs. Eddy to our daily lives, and happy Thanksgiving. Canada, this Plainfield Thanksgiving service really was beautiful. Every Wednesday testimony meeting, roundtable, Bible study, and church service is like a holy Thanksgiving service too. I was thinking how fortunate I am to be Canadian we get to celebrate Thanksgiving Day twice in our hearts, the Canadian one first in October and then the U.S. one in November. I guess the Canadian one is a warm-up exercise for the U.S. Plainfield one. And our studies here teach us to keep every day as a Thanksgiving and Christmas celebration in our hearts. Being part of Plainfield helps to keep me aware that we are standing on holy ground. And then Australia. I wanted to offer my deepest thanks to all the loving Plainfield members for the Thanksgiving service. It was glorious and just filled with love, as are all the readings, recordings, and testimonies at Plainfield. It was so beautiful to hear you all giving thanks for the incredible blessing of Christian science as given us by our precious leader, Mary Baker Eddy, and giving thanks for us, our sublime Plainfield Independent Christian Science Church. Plainfield is a priceless gift to all who love Christian science. Much more than just a physical location, Plainfield Independent is the rock of ages, divine truth, whose practitioners, readers, and members have steadfastly stood for Mrs. Eddy and the Christian science movement. Divine science is truly a a unspeakable gift, and I have found the more dedication and love we put into loving our God and obeying His laws, as illustrated by Mrs. Eddy, the greater the love that surrounds us, holds us, embraces us, and leads us onto love's divine adventure. 
Mrs. Eddy showed the scriptures in such a way that we truly learn of our individual spiritual divine nature, a nature that facilitates the reality of our eternal selfhood. We are so heavenly blessed to know this science and the faithfulness of all at Plainfield Independent is stunningly apparent in the divine love that flows from our church. Thank you to our holy and loving practitioners and readers, more precious than any jewel in sharing your understanding of God with us. Thank you to our beautiful members. Tears of joy throughout all your sharing. This was a very precious thanksgiving that is still resounding in our hearts today. Thank you. Thank you all. And then I did have a few Thanksgiving Day messages. Came in a little bit later, so I wasn't able to read them on Thanksgiving Day. This first one is from England. I would like to express my sincere thanks for all that I have been learning over the last year with the generous help of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. I am very grateful for the services, the music, the roundtables, and Bible studies, for the newsletters, and love is the Liberator magazine. I am also grateful for the very kind for very kind practitioner support, for the helpful testimonies given by others on Wednesdays, for Jeremy's expertise, and all that is provided on the website. Of course, I am also most grateful for God's guidance, which led me to find Plainfield, for the life and example of Christ Jesus and the dedication of Mrs. Eddy, with much love. And then California. I am grateful for Plainfield support. I notice that I am thinking more about gratitude and becoming less angry. I love the roundtables and Bible lessons and access to your website and weekly lessons and practitioner support. It takes a dedicated crew to provide all that your church makes available. Thank you to all the dedicated workers there for your talented and for your talented musicians. Thank you one and all. You are a blessing to me and to so many others. And then another one from California. Recently, I came across an article from the Christian Science Journal, June 1889, meeting of the National Association, with contributions from JCW. As I ended my reading, the first paragraph resonated in my thought. Quote, let us assemble together at this marvelous season with thanksgiving for the gift of an inspired book and revealed religion. Let us rejoice to call ourselves students of Christian science, children of the heavenly King. Let us be glad we live in this epic of mortal, his of mortal history for where was ever God's right hand over any time or land sketched as now beneath the sun, end quote, JCW. This is our time as Christian scientists. This is our church, the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our community held together through the common bond we share in, in our love for God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy. I do rejoice to call myself a student of Christian science and to know that I am the daughter of the King, Thank you, practitioners, and all who work to further the cause of Christian science here at this church. 
God gave me a very great blessing when he led me here, and I know it. And then a couple of notes. First from Washington State. Dear Plainfield Christian Science, I am grateful for many things. One of them is the round table. This week, which was the November 7th one, was eye-opening for me. And the watch number 149, to recognize the good and perfect reality already here. I don't need to create it, but see it. The perfection is already here. Thank you so much for the round table and all the work you do for the world. God bless you. And then Ohio. Since coming here, I'm Dear Plainfield Church. Since coming here, I'm so grateful to the ch this church and practitioner support for the positive changes in my life. You are providing so much for so many. Thank you. And then this, I think this is Arizona. Um, anyway, I love the round table from this morning, and that was November 28th. Thank you so much to all at Plainfield for your inspiration and fruitful discussion. They are invaluable to all with gratitude and love. So I still have a few more, which I'll postpone till next week. And I too would just like to say briefly, so grateful to be here. Those were wonderful readings, very timely. We've got court cases going on in our nation this week, and we need to all know that God's will will be done. No human will or planning or anything else, just God's will, his purpose for our nation and all nations. So grateful for our wonderful music tonight, testimonies, and to be with you all. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 307. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice all the rugged way. Hymn number 307. <laughs>